Hello, curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's chief curiosity seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's chief experience producer and favorite sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, curiosity. Each week, fun and formal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite, designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think. Recently, I had to confess something to Stephen that I have been pretending to care about the entire time we've been married, actually the entire time we've been together. And he loves telling me, waking up in the morning and telling me about his dreams. But maybe we've had too much togetherness with this quarantine, but I think it might've happened before the quarantine. When I had to confess to him that for all these years, I have been pretending to care about his dreams. And not only that, I never wanted to hear another thing about his dreams ever again for as long as I live. (laughs) That leads me directly into the curiosity bite. You ready? Lay it on me, sister. What's something that you pretend to care about? (laughs) Well, I have to say, first of all, that I absolutely hate hearing about people's dreams. And yes, I have to sometimes be polite, but I have told my friends that I don't like hearing about dreams, yet they still can't control themselves. They still have to tell me about their dreams. It drives me crazy. Well, I I told my friend Laura that I don't like hearing Stephen's dreams and she loves dreams. And I actually, let me clarify, I love the idea of thinking about how dreams work, not from the Jungian, like try to interpret what they mean. I don't care, but just how the the neurophysiology works, the sleep cycles, what that means, what's happening at the, you know, the time that we're dreaming. I would love all of that stuff, but I don't want to hear the story. And then I showed up and I was naked. Like, I don't care. And I don't care what that means. And I told Laura's like, I love telling Kevin, I love telling each other the dreams. And then she sent me an email with one of her dreams, which in the scheme of dreams was kind of interesting, but it was still a dream. Yeah. People love I- sharing their dreams, share your hopes. But keep your dreams to yourself. But what are you, is that what's something, that's not the thing that you majorly pretend. It couldn't be, it would be too coincidental if we both had the same thing we pretended to care about most. Right. So I think also the fact that we are all quarantined in our houses right now, this might affect some of my lack of patience with <laughs> with certain things. But Moses likes to tell me about his, he plays D&D and he plays magic and all of that. And that's all great. And I love that he does. But when he goes on and on about the details of his campaign and they walked into this building and we slayed the dragons and then the dragons turned on us. I mean, I'm falling asleep just talking about it right now. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to be rude to the poor boy. I mean, it's like, this is what he's interested. This is what he's, you know, likes to do. But God, it's just so boring and I have no interest to hear about it. But you feel like I feel more of an obligation now to pretend to care about things because they don't have other people to tell. Like normally I'd be like, go tell someone who cares. But now it's like, okay, but I mean, no one wants to Zoom with me right now. I mean, okay, there's another thing that I don't care about. And I noticed so after dad died, I started getting his People magazine. And prior to about a year and a half prior to dad dying, 
I had a subscription to People Magazine for my entire life, but I purposely canceled the subscription because I could no longer pretend to care about the lives of reality TV stars. And half of People Magazine has become these TV reality TV stars about which I know nothing. And I can't even pretend to care. So if someone was talking about reality TV and it meant a lot to them and they were kind, I would probably pretend to care. I might say, gosh, I don't really know about those people. Tell me, what is that? Because it's good to know about pop culture, but whatever. But I don't care about reality TV and I don't care about internet influencers. And I should, I should be curious. And I am a little bit, but I, I just can't pretend. I mean, I would pretend if it mattered to someone, but ugh. I was watching the big live broadcast of the 2020 graduate thing that they were honoring all the 2020 graduates. I college both. It, it was a pretty cool program. They went through each state and like put up on the screen how many, you know, all the schools, both high school and college. And they had different famous people do little videos to honor the graduates. Half of them, I had no clue who they were because I think they were all like influencers and I had no idea or cared. Was Ginger watching as a 2020 high school graduate? Was she watching it? I don't want to admit it. <laughs> no. She was. I was just. <laughs> you <watched> yourself? Hashtag <laughs> curiosity. I was curious. I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched quite a bit of it. All right. I'll tell you something else that I pretend to care about. And I'm curious. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to confess. And then I'm going to ask you because I can't be that you and I pretend to care about the same things across the board. Although I wouldn't be surprised if we have a lot of overlap. Same, same, same sisters. I don't care about poetry. And I <laughs> about poetry because I understand. I mean, uh, let me clarify too. I took poetry explication. So I learned how to kind of understand poetry. It's not, and sometimes it's still obtuse. I'm not saying that I always do, but it's not, that's not why. I just have to, and people post their poetry and it's meaningful. And I pretend to care, but I'm pretending not only to my, I'm not pretending to myself. I'm pretending to them. For me, I, with poetry, I just don't get it. And I'll have to have, like, if, if Ginger's been writing a lot of poetry and I'll have her explain to me line by line what it means. And then I'm like, oh, that's good. But I mean, I'd rather hear a rap or a song. Me too. Put it in a rap and, and then talk to me. Make it, make it syncopate. Make it, you know, make me dance to it. And I will love your poetry. Rhythm and poetry, yes. Regular poetry, no. What about adults' high school sports accolades? Like <laughs> call it the Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite Uncle, uh, I was going to say Uncle Remus, Uncle Rico, <laughs> Uncle Rico. <laughs> I had the fairy tale episode on my mind. Uncle Rico, do you care about high school, uh, adult high school accolades at all? I mean, you know, oh, when you were the star of the show or you were the top of the football or you were, like, I don't. I pretend to care. Oh, that is so cool. That must have been so cool for you. I don't even care about my own. Why would I care? I mean, or I my... think you've, you've, you've answered that. Yeah, that's a little pathetic. I also think that things that I pretend to care about, there's two ways of looking at it. One, am I pretending to myself? And two, am I pretending to other people? And there are some things that I think I pretend to myself to care about. And when you really look at 
the action that I take, it proves that I probably don't care as much. And that is climate change. Explain. Well, I care about climate change. And I know that people say older people don't care as much because we'll all be dead. True. But I care about humanity to a little, uh, probably I pretend to care more than I do. But realistically, I, I mean, I care about humanity, the future of humans and the planet. The planet might be fine with climate change, but the future of humans. But clearly, I don't care enough to forego flying across the world to do one of our workshops or take one of our trips or do a curiosity quest. I would I would do it in a heartbeat. And so I clearly care less than I think I do. And there's not much that I would do to inconvenience myself in some major way to reduce my carbon footprint. Like I'd recycle. I try to walk a lot. I live in the city. So, you know, walk a lot. But I clearly pretend to care more about climate change to myself and to other people than I probably do. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people pretend to care about climate change until it inconveniences them. But what about yourself? Like for yourself? With climate change? Yeah. I mean, I have a leaf. But I didn't necessarily buy it because of climate change. I bought it because I didn't want to have to pay for gas as much. And it the leaf, the car leaf. I was like, I have a leaf. I was like, oh, so you have a leaf. my car, my Nissan I, leaf. I have a pine needle. Whoop de doo. Nissan. Okay, a Nissan leaf. I bought it because it's cute, and I didn't have to pay for gas. The fact that it is good for the environment is a plus. But I wouldn't say that was my major motivator. I don't always unplug my things. If I went around the house and I unplugged everything and made sure every light was off, and these are simple things that we could do to help the environment, and I don't, you know, I don't always have full laundry look. I mean, there's so many things you go on and on and on that we do throughout the day that could totally help the environment, and we don't because it's just it's an inconvenience. Right. And my biggest thing is the biggest thing that I could do personally would be not to fly. And my number one thing that I love to do is travel. And I like walking, but I don't want to walk that far and I can't swim across an ocean. Ocean. So Ocean. And then the other thing is, I think that there is a lot of opportunity to pretend to care about things with social media because we can virtue signal by putting something on social media. And I saw this with my own eyes recently with people who pretended to care about taking precautions with COVID and posting on Facebook, stay home, it saves lives. And then telling me how they went here or whether they went there. But, you know, we stayed, we, we met around a party, we were drinking, but we stayed six feet apart. Well, staying six feet apart was for if you had at that time, I mean, I think things, well, it's not in perpetuity, but staying six, six feet apart was for people who had to go out, not for people who wanted to do a cocktail hour with some friends or take a hike with a group of friends. It was for people who, it was essential and people pretended to care and apply essential behavior or recommendations to justify how little they cared. The other thing was with the masks, when the CDC said erroneously, clearly, but initially said that the masks only protect other people. That was a really dangerous thing to say because, but it had to be said because there were no masks, so they couldn't suggest doing something that were that wasn't available to Americans anyway. But you know, when people 
I'm like, well, okay, I don't care about other people. So I think people pretend to care about other people far more than they do. When it really comes down to it, it comes down to the people that they know and the people that they love and most importantly themselves. Well, that kind of brings up you know the different you know the the great political divide because a lot of people pretend to care like you say and then you've got these people that are obviously not pretending at all because they're like we want our haircuts so which one is more genuine i don't know right and then you have to be super careful because you want to acknowledge your privilege if this is not putting you into dire straits which it's putting a lot of people into dire straits it's just really hard to care about things you don't know about or don't understand the other thing, and this is, I'm curious, because this may not be you, but this is me, and I'm going to tell you that I pretend to care about, and, and, and particularly when our kids were younger, but even now, uh, other children's milestones, like my kid read Harry Potter, my kid's team won the Little League Championship, oh, my daughter got an advanced you know, ribbon in ice skating. I'm nice. It's not like, oh my God, I'm not curious and I'm not completely, I, compl I don't completely not care, but I pretend to care more than I do. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, that doesn't bother me as much, I think. Oh, I'm not talking about being bothered. I'm being. No, I, I mean, I, if somebody has something interesting to tell me about their kid, I might be, in, yeah, I might, I might care. I mean, care, I guess. What does care mean? I think it... I, I pretend to care more than I do. Uh, these aren't things I'm necessarily bothered by. I'm not bothered by poetry. I'm not bothered by, these are things I pretend to care about more than I really care about. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. And I, and I just pretend to care about kids' milestones more than I do. I think, oh, okay. I frankly had to pretend to care about my own kids' milestones more than I do. <laughs> Like the time that Barkley found all of his, in Dane both, they went into the recycling and found all kinds of the artwork that they had like supposedly won awards and got posted on the, that most parents would post on the refrigerator. I'm like, we're not having crap on a refrigerator. It's too messy. <laughs> Clearly I got busted when I, mom, I thought you liked that. Or the time that I found the pinch pots that I had made dad and he had pretended to care about all these pinch pot ashtrays, even though he didn't smoke. And I found out that all of those were being hidden away. I always wondered why every year he needed a new pinch pot. <laughs> he clearly <laughs> pretended to care about that. Apathy describes a loss of interest or motivation, or but and it means not caring and not being social with others. And I'm not talking about that level. I'm not talking about like, completely not caring. I'm just talking about the disparity between how much I present myself caring versus how much I do care. Sometimes I'm overly enthused and it's not really probably as genuine. There's an apathy syndrome and this is different. This is defined as a primary motivational loss and it's not attributed to emotional distress like I'm just tired of hearing about this or intellectual impairment or diminished level of consciousness. It's actually due to something that ha could either A, happen in the frontal lobe, which is the, the area that's responsible of the brain that's responsible for planning and judgment and insight. And when that becomes damaged, or as you know all too well, it also happens to a person with dementia who does not understand what is happening. And that early stage where they're like, why don't I care about my family as much as I used to? Can you speak to that yeah. as an elder whisperer? Oh. <laughs> I love that you call me that. Well, I just think about how horrible it is in the first stages of dementia when you are aware that you are losing your 
empathy or or anything when you start to realize that certain things are going and then there's a beauty in which is you know i guess looking at the bright side of things but as you get worse and worse and your dementia progresses you and your brain is deteriorating more you're unaware that you've lost those things and there's a beauty in that as well so it just kind of makes me sad to think about in those first stages when you're like why why don't i care about this i used to care about my family i used to care about the what is wrong with me that would just be so heartbreaking that's why it's good to identify right now during this podcast the things you pretend to care about so that when you think oh my gosh did i ever care you're like nope never cared always pretending (laughs) fine Just go back to this podcast and listen to what I didn't really yeah, care like, about. See, it's no different than I was at X years old. Do you use nonverbal communication to pretend you care when you don't? I'm doing it right now, Becky. <laughs> if you guys see this, actually, that speaks to something. We are thinking about making a move on ACLR or at least augmenting ACLR, jumping to add some good thinking, really focusing on the curiosity bites that think about that, that explore good thinking and adding that, bringing Jennifer on to good thinking LinkedIn live show. So we may be telling you to tune in to LinkedIn live. And we're thinking we're not for sure, but thinking Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific time so that it's Greenwich Mean Time at four noon at uh, on the east coast of the U.S. So we're thinking about that. And that would give us an opportunity to show all of the nonverbal communication that Jennifer is giving me on the daily every time we record ACLR and no one knows what I must endure. <laughs> what about uh, giving me a non giving give me a nonverbal communication showing me how much something that you pretend to care where you pretend. So I know next time when I see it, I'm like, aha. You, OK, I'll show you okay. right now. Oh, okay. I'm going to describe it. She's got her glasses <laughs> down on her nose and her eyebrows are way up. Like she's super interested. She's got her finger, her point pointer finger pointing to the tip of her pursed lips. Like in her mind, it's going like this. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> but I know if you ever see Jennifer doing that, you know, she's pretending to care. What's the thing that gives someone the clue that you're pretending to care? Like now they know, shut up about the dream she's pretending to care. I think it, uh, what well, you really can tell in the eyes. Yeah, but I'm talking about verbal now. Oh, verbal? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, just- Probably a lot of interrupting mm-hmms rather than waiting until she the person's done with their sentence and you just go, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yes, that's good. Ooh, that's good. And I think that's why people sometimes upspeak. I would venture to guess that women in general upspeak more than men for one reason. They're used to being people pretending to care what they say and what they do when you upspeak is you're letting someone know that you're, the thought is continuing. So it'll go something like this. I'm going to let people know what they say so that the thought can continue versus I'm going to let people know what they say so the thought can continue because you know you're going to get interrupted. So that becomes this kind of habit because you know that people are pretending to care what you say. And I think there might be some interesting gender differences because maybe men say things, again, general, 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 that men care about more and women sometimes say things that women care about more and it could that could be a reason for signaling. I'm not done talking, you know, however you do that. 
And the other thing that you could say is, I'd love to hear more, but I have to wash my hair. <laughs> or I know, right? I don't get that one. No, I think I'm too old for that one. You might one. be too old. You know, yeah, right? <laughs> do you want to hear my list? I do indeed. Okay, this is kind of fun. It's things that this, each state in our United States of America pretend to care about, but fail miserably. I'm assuming I guess. You will guess the state. Okay, I'll give my rationale. Well, yes, you would have to. This state pretends to care about dental hygiene, but fails miserably. But clearly doesn't. Okay, it wouldn't be Oregon because we have fluoride in our water. And even though it's a big fight, it's one of the reasons is that we supposedly care about dental hygiene. I don't know how much people, states can do about their water quality vis-a-vis -vis soft water or hard water or good for their teeth or not. But I'm going to pick a state where the topography is different. So the water quality is different. I was there recently. It was very soft water. I'm going to say Alabama. It's Oklahoma because they have the least visits to the dentist in all the state. Oh, so as measured by the, maybe because they have the best choppers. That could be. Or the fewest number of dentists. That could be or too. Bad, or bad dental insurance for the that the state offers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about the state that seems to care about their pedestrians but fails miserably? Well, Oregon cares about their cyclists. Not, not so much so their pedestrians. So much the pedestrians. I think it would have to be a more crowded state. It couldn't be like a spread spread out state because you don't have to care that much if there are not that many cars and you don't have a bunch of people crowded together. I'm going to say Washington. No, it's Florida. They have the worst pedestrian safety rules. That makes more sense because they wouldn't. Florida. Yeah, that was Washington. I take my guess back. I'm going to say Florida. Ding, ding. You're right. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Same way I play Jeopardy. Once the right answer is revealed, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Which state pretends to care about teachers showing up for work but fails miserably? Uh, Louisiana. Rhode Island. They have the largest absentee rate in the country. Oh, for teachers' absentee rate. Maybe it has to yeah. do with the mafia. Or in or Rhode Island, poisonous apples given by students to their teachers and then they get sick. They have it's called the Snow White Syndrome. It's in Rhode Island. Read about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which state has pretends to care about sex trafficking and the problems with sex trafficking, but fails? All right. I would think it would be a border state because they would have a higher incident of incidence of sex trafficking. One of the things that I like about these questions, quite frankly, is it shows how we can make assumptions on how things, how information is gathered, how data is assessed. And I have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of my assumptions, which I think are fantastic, are clearly wrong. And I'm going to make an assumption with this one that it would be a border state because it would have a higher incidence of sex trafficking. But also that assumption is predicated on the fact that the incidence of sex trafficking correlates with the incidence of busting people for sex trafficking, and that could be wrong. I'm going to say California. I love all your reasoning, and for the exact reason that you said, you're making all the assumptions of why 
this particular poll says that it's the worst in sex trafficking, but it's actually about the worst sex trafficking laws. Oh, and lenient was, or the fewest laws or whatever. Oh, so what, what right. state is that? North Dakota. Oh, and that yeah. could be simply a matter of there isn't a big sex trafficking business there. So they're not worried. They don't care about it as much. There you go. You heard it here. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was South Dakota. I don't want to miss. Oh, South Dakota. Oh, well, that's what I was going to guess. But then when you said North Dakota, <laughs> I was like, mm -mm, that's not what I was going to guess. So South Dakota, that makes total sense. Which state do you think cares about child care costs, pretends to care about child care costs and fails miserably? Hmm. Child care, like daycare costs, after school programs, corporate programs that fund child care, government programs, first start programs. There's so many ways to think about it. I have a feeling it would be a southern state. Why? Because there is usually more conservative, a more conservative approach and less government approach to education. So I'm going to say. Texas. It's Oregon. Ah! Oregon has the highest child care rates in Wait, the, the high, country. Highest child care rates? Mm-hmm. Oh, caring about child care. Co like the okay, costs. So that's yeah, the cost. example of me assuming. It, so this is the question is as measured by what? And that is the quintessential good thinking question that I I was going to say, this is this would have been good on your uh, LinkedIn show. On, on good thinking. Well, we can do this. And that's the whole idea as we might add another dimension to our Apply Curiosity Lab work is to bring you on to the good thinking show and chomp on some of these bites. I would say that we would probably choose the ones like this that lend to good thinking that could be business tools because that's really our main area of, uh, of workshops and training. But as measured by what, I should have asked with every question, but I had to launch into all of my thinking and assumptions and show how I think and try to get the best answer instead of taking a step back with good thinking and say, as measured by what? And that has to do with my token righteousness. I want to show that I can think it through and instead of asking the quintessential question, which I talk about caring about, but maybe I pretend to care about the quintessential questions more than I do and I'm going to fix that right now. So, do you have any more? Do you have one more that I can try, or is that the last one? Uh, let's see. And then you can say, I can say, as measured by what, and then I might have a better way of guessing. Okay. Which state seems to care about emergency preparedness but fails miserably? All right. Let me ask, as measured by what? I don't know. <laughs> To get this right, I would say you would have to, as measured by the thoroughness of protocols when there's an emergency. All right. So this would be the state that has the lowest number of emergency protocols. So it would be a state that I would assume has not learned their lesson through a lot of forest fires, a lot of natural catastrophes, tsunamis, etc. Wouldn't be Hawaii, wouldn't be California. I'm going to say, oh gosh. Um, somewhere in the Midwest. I'm going to say Illinois. Very close. Kansas. Ah, but I would have thought tornadoes. So they would have had emergency protocols for tornado tornadoes. So here's a perfect example. I did get kind of close. And the ones that I... 
You did. On. You did. Better, better guessing. Better guessing with this one for sure. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the sort of fact? Yes. All right. Climate change protesters marching on Washington with Greta Thunberg were asked by a prestigious university researcher of the highest ranking tenured researcher who had been peer reviewed up the yin yang. And they were asked whether they'd rather A, win a chance to hike to a camping spot or B, win an all expense paid flight to Paris and stay in a five star hotel. These are climate change protesters. They were given the choice. 87% responded, how dare you offer camping as an option? <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One, you can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, in order to avoid missing Curiosity Bitten conversations, subscribe to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Applied Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the Tribe of the Curious, go to ApplyCuriosityLab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.